Hey, hey, everyone, this is Dan, the GM, coming at you from the weird, the wacky, the wonderful what? The Dice Studios. Now, I am thinking today we're going to do something a little different as usual, but it has been a while, so it doesn't matter. We're doing a random listener shout out. This one is coming from us from the fun universe of the Twitterverse, Jordaner. I'm not sure if I am saying it right, but you are following us over on the Twitterverse, and we super appreciate you liking, following, and retweeting our stuff. If you want your own random listener shout-out, follow us on Twitter, Facebook, or join our Discord. I pick at them at random, and sometimes you might hear your name called out. So, that's all I have. I hope you guys will enjoy this week's episode. It is episode 123. I'm Dan the GM, and this is the welcoming, the word perfect, the well-rounded, and well-received What the Dice. We arrive at the campsite, and the fire is lit. We sit down, looking at where the storyteller normally sits. Our eyes slowly travel upward. We begin to subconsciously count the stars and look to where the stars that blinked out were. And they're still there. Maybe a dream. Maybe a cloud passed over them and we lost sight of them in that single moment. The storyteller sits down and lets us finish our thought before he clears his throat. <clears throat> well, well, me friends. Uh, seems you have quite a bit on your mind. Well, let it burn away in the fire before you. Let the ocean take it away. We have a story to continue. Well, last we spoke, the adventurers finally got their hands on the wind door and made their way up the long treacherous paths that they took down to get up back to God's Fell. I always wonder what would it be like to be in God's Fell when all the power came back on. I wonder what they are thinking. Are the Alpha teams heroes once again? Or are they enemies? Maybe the security systems they dealt with are also on the main floors. Well, we friends, let us worry and wonder no further. Sit back, relax, and hear me tell. In the last episode, you guys finally got done fighting the strange and very powerful spirit shaman. After defeating him, you all had a chance to deal with this strange engine, rebooting the system and hearing that it is starting to power up multiple other areas and a foreign AI, which you, none of you know what an AI is, has taken control over the system. As you guys have approached upstairs, you all had a chance to see the strange robotic snakes are working at full efficiency. The strange blue-eyed rats have begun to progress into other sections, pulling and repairing wires as bits and pieces of the red-eyed ones are being stripped down for their usable parts. Reaching up at the top, Everyone is in awestruck as the system that is booted up has identified the guards of security, the mayor as captain, as well as other essential parts as working crew members. Not only categorizing who they are, but making note of 
uh, rank and making corrections in the system itself. The hydroponics lab is now in full operation. There are small arms that are going through and pruning dead leaves and checking water systems as well as soil composition. It seems as if the God's Fell has become much more efficient than it was when you first arrived. Arriving at the merchant floor, what do you want to do? I'm in shock are the people seeming to all of a sudden be working with like the snakes and the... Well, the snakes have not come up to this level. They are still staying on the hydroponics level as it stands, but they are just, it is, it is silent on this floor. No one is buying, everyone is just in awe. Defibulous will just happily watch all this stuff getting fixed and whatnot and just be very happy with himself. Of course he would be, wow, as Kalila's like, oh crap. Why is Kalila going, oh crap? Because they might be blamed for this and hopefully they're happy about it and not mad. Because they just did stuff, arrived, did stuff, and then all of a sudden their world changed. Okay, fair enough. Like, that could go both ways. I mean, this could be the best thing that's ever happened to them, or it could be the worst thing that's ever happened to them. We don't know yet. They don't know yet. I'm impressed on what we did here today, guys. Then you can lead the way and go find the mayor. Okay. Kalila's going to have that little bit of a, as Defibulous probably takes the first couple of steps with a, I'm imagining that shrug of happiness, like, okay, like you did. I have that look of, well, that was easy. As you approach the mayor, Merle, who is just at that first corridor to the south, he is looking up at one of the cameras that is lower down to his level, and it seems to be communicating with him. You see a small screen underneath that is portraying words in Dwarven. And he's like, yeah, I am the Mayor Merle. I am just so happy to please and meet you. So you are the Godspell? No, you are living in the Godspell. Now, this see, that just don't make no sense. Well, I mean, if you are willing to let us stay and be, and, oh, you like what we did here? Oh, okay. He stops seeing. He's like, well, well, my friend. It seems as if you have done a, quite a different thing than the, the mayor myself had thought. It seems as if the goddess herself is not just a gift from the gods, but it's a, a living creature? Yeah, that's about, sounds about as accurate as we can get. Well, it seems as if this creature uh, has opted to let us stay aboard as it lacks what we have been doing. So I'm gonna thank you for all you've done and it seems as if our rat problem has evolved to be more of a rat solution. He says that as a rat scurries by dragging a electrical cable and begins doing a repair. Yeah, the blue-eyed ones are good. Anything red-eyed is probably a problem. Yeah, this wasn't just your average rat hunt. Well, see, that's why I chose y'all, because, you know, I knew from the moment I knew you that you were going to be the exact solution. Now, the solution that you had found apparently was a lot bigger than the mayor myself has thought of. You know what I mean? I know you know what I mean. Now, it seems as if... We owe you a way to get back uh, home, shall we say. I'm assuming you're all wanting to get back to uh, the Holy City as soon as y'all can. Yes, that would be nice. Yeah. Well. I think Defibius probably would be tempted to stay, but we really should get going. Wait, is that an option? No. No, it's not. We have other things to get, remember? Right, right, right. Can I come back later? Now, seeing you have done all this, I would be most ecstatic to have y'all come back. I want y'all to, to view the Godspell as your home away from home. Know what I mean? I know you know what I mean. Now, I have reached out to the others, and we have discussed in great timings in what to do as a reward. It seems as if not only have you 
dealt with a small problem, but gave us something much, much better. Now, I know it's not much, but uh, the folk here and myself have saved up quite a few coin over the years, and I figure you've done so much, you deserve it. Uh, how's uh, 60k in uh, gold pieces sound for y'all? Yeah, no, that sounds great. Are you guys sure we can't trade the gold for one of those big walking things out there that shoots fire? We can't take it with us, Defibulous. Oh. I gave you the chance to buy a new mechanical pet rat and you didn't take it. As she points down to Mugen. I have my turtles and they need... Besides, they proved themselves in battle and I owe them a fresh coat of paint. Yes, you do. So you might want to stop by the paint shop. But we'll, we'll, we'll take the 60k. That sounds marvelous. Yes, thank you. And I have taken it upon myself to get yourselves a... Uh, it, it ain't no fancy Murdoch Soviet, but it is a, uh, a transport ship back to the Holy City. Now, it's a, it's a n nice little, like, transport. It, it, it ain't nothing fancy. It, it's going to be supplying some uh, equipment. It's a cargo ship. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, you, you'll be living up on the, the deck itself. They do have some small cabins for... When yet not, but during the day they use those as places for scouting and whatnot. So Did the Murdoch it, already leave, I guess. Yeah, the Murdoch, she is on his, her way to a uh, new found land, shall we say? Faye visibly deflates at this news. Yeah, so does so does Kalila actually. Oh, now I can't get one of the Murdoch robots. Ooh. Well, any transport back to the Holy City is. Much welcomed, thank you. We're just all sad that we couldn't say goodbye to our new friends. Yes, and they have made it very clear that they will be continually coming back because we plan on making Godspell well known upon the world. Really should. This place is marvelous. I know you have had quite a couple of days, so I will leave you to your doings and in a couple of hours, the, uh, the ship will be transporting out for you. You'll be looking for the transport ship Ironwood. Ironwood. Got it. I'm assuming we go back up to the very cold deck outside? Yeah. That, that's where you'll be going. All right. Sounds good. That gives Defibulous enough time to go get some paint for his turtles. Is there anything else you guys would like to do on the Godspell? Anyone you would like to talk to? Anyone you would like to hash things up with? Did we want to go back and tell that one guy what the red dots were? The red eyes? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. That sounds like a good idea. Okay. And then we'll get some paint and be on the ship. Uh, did we want to have you guys sit and have your drinks here? Or do you want to just have those drinks on the peaceful flight back to the Holy City? What do you say, Faye? You want to chat here or chat on the airship? Does not matter. I'm... I'm just not okay. We'll do it on the airship. Okay. Let's say goodbye to the one guy, get his paint, and get on board. This chat might be more than in-game, more than a couple hours. <laughs> so as you guys walk around, several people are watching these robotic snakes and robotic, well, half-robotic rats work and do repairs. You see other types of creatures moving around things that are wheeled pulling and reorganizing wires it looks as if the god spell is being repaired like actually repaired like panels are being pulled off and repairs are being done inside as you make your way down to where the living areas are you see that old man sitting his door is open you see him staring down into the uh, hydroponics lab. His eyes are wide, and the strange little fly thing that Faye had repaired is sitting and buzzing as it's watching with him. Neat, isn't it? Now, when I say they were like some scary red-eyes thing, it seems as if they were only scary for those who did not belong. Oh, you mean the red-eyed think yeah we figured out what those were nah what are they 
You see those blue-eyed rats that are running around? Aye. There are red-eyed versions of them that were kind of hostile. What about that red eye that just seemed to, to scan and watch everything that moved? Was that the snake? The turrets. Oh, right. Turrets. Yeah, those were an automated defense weapon. Automated like the, the clockwork thing? Those move too clean to be clockwork. Yeah, those were like super advanced clockwork things that they won't let me take with me. Hmm. He wants to take any kind of piece of clockwork anything with him. Can you blame me? I guess not. I was going to say, actually, don't answer that because there could be a, some blame to go around. <laughs> well, it seems as if these red-eye things are kind of peaceful. They didn't seem it at first. But uh, by what my, my little fly friend here has been telling me, they are there to protect us from things that don't belong. Thing now talks? She looks at the little... He pulls out a small little computer pad. He goes, So, I woke up in the morning and this was on my lap. A strange snake had delivered it through that panel or through that vent over there. When I uh, picked it up, it scanned my face. Me and this little bug thing has been, been I guess, talking. I talk to it, and it, it responds on this strange piece of paper, on this strange, black, glowing pad. Been talking about what the God's Fell is, and it's something like a helicarrier, and I ain't, I ain't know what that is. I understand the carrier part. I mean, I'm carrying this thing. And I, I guess a helicarrier is whatever this thing is. It, it's called a heli, and it just carries things. I don't know. But it's saying it wants to train me to be a engineer. Not sure what that is either. Oh, excellent. Explain it to him? No, oh, certainly. Defibulous will explain very happily what engineers do. He's like, well, I feel a bit old to be doing that. I, I've always been the type that's been a minor, but he's saying he's been watching and I'm smarter than I look and to trust him. And I trust him. It, it's never been something I hadn't trust. But, uh, it seems as if a couple of miners have been selected to be part of the engineer team. We're going to learn to repair and make the Godspell as great as it used to be. Apparently, this thing can fly. I don't know if I believe that or not. But he looks around, and shakes his head, and goes, After seeing this, it's hard not to believe that it ain't from the gods. You know what I mean? I mean, it makes sense to me. Although I don't think they were gods because I don't believe in those. But yeah. Well, I don't know. It seems to be my lot in life is to help make this thing run again. I mean, with how impressive this thing is, it's a good lot. Yeah. So, uh, I hear you, uh, y'all be heading out. Yeah, we have to go back and do more stuff. Fabulous wanted to come down and at least let you know what the red-eyed things were. He nods. He goes, well, I, I appreciate it. Um, he pulls open a drawer. You see a couple more of these glowing pads. He finally pulls out one that's just a standard piece of paper. He walks over to the Fibulous. He's like, nah, I, I don't know if I could do anything with this, but it seems like something a gunslinger like you could use. And he shows you what looks like a strap system that is designed for a rifle that would make it a quick draw. He goes, nah, I, I saw a couple of pictures of some, some armors from some tablets and pads that I found. And I see a lot of these things strapped onto rifles like what you were using. And it looks like it makes it to where the gun is always at its ready. And in quick action, you can pull it up. And it looks like it's made with some kind of cloth and some metal clips. I, I figure... Your adventure, and you're always looking for trouble. This might help you get out of trouble. Thank you, I appreciate that. He nods. He goes, So, uh, I, I guess I, uh, I'll be seeing y'all later, maybe? Coming back to God the Spell at some point? Oh, I'm sure we'll be back. There's a lot of stuff here I want to get. He 
shakes his head with a chuckle. Well, uh, I, uh, I got, I guess they're called classes to do. You know, heading down into the hydroponics area, whatever that is, to, uh, to learn how this system works. I wish you luck with that. Well, you all have, uh, have some safe travels and, uh, be careful not to step on any metal snakes. Yeah, we we've been uh been learning about them. They're nice snakes. They're actually super intelligent. I was surprised. Yeah, they just don't talk, but they understand everything. Yeah, they uh he pulls out the tablet and he goes, apparently uh you can communicate with them using these these strange glowing pads. Uh it's it shows up as like text on this. Mm-hmm. Words. Some of them talk way over my head. Some of these words, I ain't got no clue what it means. Just ask them what that word means. They'll explain it. He nods. I've already done the same thing. He nods again. He says, well, I got to get going. Uh, Y'all have safe travels. Bye. And he folds that tablet, which is about, you know, a decent, like a size of a piece of paper. It folds up into a small half quarter piece of paper and he slides it into his pocket. And the bee, the little fly, takes off, lands on his shoulder, and he walks out. Well, I guess I'm glad I repaired that for him. But you still don't know how you did, did you? I do now. <laughs> More to talk about over whiskey, eh? Among other things. Oh, we should probably go give that one crazy, chemically brain-damaged dwarf back his money. You mean all the stuff we found? Well, except for the trigger piece of the gun I'm building. I mean, that is his stuff. I don't think the poor guy realized it ended up down there. You have a heart of gold, Defibulus. Hmm, I wonder if it's worth anything. <laughs> we'll just laugh and start heading off to the one chemically damaged dwarf. As you walk around and you look for him, you don't see him. You do see his wife, who is chatting away with someone. You want to give it to the wife? Yeah, that works. As you approach her, she gives a nod and turns and she goes, Well, look who's back. Seems you guys had some adventure in down in them caves. It's an understatement. Yeah, pretty much. I was definitely an understatement. But yeah, um, how's it going? Well, going great. Ever since you guys brought the gods fell back to life, these strange snakes and rats and all these other strange bots have been walking around and helping us out. In fact, one of the snakes found out how to help my, my husband. He's down in medical getting treatment. Apparently everything that he dealt with, the these strange creatures have found a way to, to cure. That's Andy. Go snakes. Yeah. yeah, apparently it's a... They said that the people who made this place came from a world where it was common sense not to mix these chemicals. And after a while, people started to do it to just get what they said was cat high. Well, they found solutions and ways to cure it if, once he got too bad. So my husband's uh, down there in something called... He look, She looks at a, a camera and it drops a little monitor down and you see the words detox and she's like detox whatever that is but uh gone down to visit him he's doing a lot better he's uh kind of turning into his old self well that's excellent news good to hear so um we found out where he'd been putting all that stuff over the years that he's been saving for you guys yeah turns out it fell down a long pipe shaft all the way down into the old caves. Trust us when we say you would have never found it. Or no, no, you would not have. Or that giant cube, slime cube that wanders around eating stuff down there. Yeah. Cave Roomba. Yeah, the dungeon Roomba. Whatever our Roomba is. <laughs> but we uh, gathered up your husband's belongings that he dropped down there, minus the package he had, and we figured we'd bring him back. She looks at you and she goes, oh, well, ain't that a peach. But, you know, seeing everything you've done for us and seeing that these bots are helping 
my, my husband get back up to his old self, I think that would be a, a just reward for everything y'all did. I mean, bringing him back to the way he used to be, that is, I, that is just a short of a miracle. I mean, our magic healers haven't been able to cure any of these diseases, and now they're being trained to be something called a medic. They're learning to not rely on their magic abilities. And they're uh, learning to do things like these bots are showing. Kalila's just going to muddle under her breath. Maybe we should take this stuff to Narrow Cloud. They're, they're bandaging wounds and setting bone. And it's amazing. Uh, kind of gruesome, but still an amazing thing to see. But I think y'all should keep that as a, as a just reward for all you've done. Alright, we just didn't want to leave you shorthanded on all that, because that was a fair amount. Oh, no, it, that's fine. That's that's what I would give my husband for his allowance for the week for him to, to buy what he wants. And uh, he's actually going to be getting, if they can get him back up to ride his reign, he's getting put on part of the engineering team. He's going to learn how to make the guards fell fly. And I, don't, I don't know if this place can fly. I think it can. It's got that weirdness to it, like it feels like it shouldn't be on the ground. I mean, from everything I've seen at this place, yeah, I could see this thing flying at this point. It'd be kind of, I really want to see that now. I am beyond the ability to be surprised. <laughs> yeah, that'll wear off, like, in a couple of weeks. You'll get surprised. Well, no, wait, I'm still not surprised. I lied. The fibus will turn to fate. Are you sure? I mean, I could be a storm giant in disguise. Fate just kind of whimpers. Because you'll get used to not being surprised anymore. Trust me when I say, I don't know which is weirder, this or the cursed swamp. I mean, cubes. Jelana's cubes. Yeah. Alrighty. Kalila will realize she's saying this in front of the wonderful dwarf lady and will just stop. Like, awkwardly stop or like just let her voice kind of trail off? Just kind of trail off as she realizes. <laughs> All right, I think now it's since she she's letting us keep this stuff. It's off to the general store. Get you some paint, yes. and then to the what was the ship's name again? Ironwood. Ironwood. Whoever said that? Ironwood. Fierce will like look around, wondering who said it. At the general store, there are newer supplies you see paints that are actually designed to bind to metal and things like that and uh the general store's owner is standing there kind of befuddled as snakes are reorganizing his wares and pricing things and organizing and he's just like um uh, oh, oh okay that, that uh, okay that works but fuddled kalai gonna look at Faye and go gee wouldn't you like these in your libraries I don't know anymore. Oh, come on! They would put all the books back for you? They could help customers? Actually, as advanced as they are, they may take all of our books and put them on those little things that, like, have the, the, the little glass that have words in them. Yeah, whatever we're calling those things. Okay, look, I really would not trust my patrons with those. Ah, eh, fair enough. Afternoon, shopkeeper, or is it morning? morning? What time is it? Yeah, you really can't tell inside this place, can you? The Fibulous, as you ask the time, you hear a... The current time is... Oh, eight hundred hours. The Fibulous is dumb. Oh, eight hundred. I had no idea what that translates to normally. Faye offers a traditional dwarven greeting for morning time. The, the shopkeeper looks back, goes, Yeah... Moaning. Uh, careful, that's breakable. Uh, or not. Okay. Uh, he slowly turns. So, uh, how can I help y'all? Well, you see, I bought a box of amazing little mechanical turtles that proved themselves in battle, and I promised them a paint job. Okay, so, uh, well, you know, what kind of metal are they made from? As he's talking, one of the metal snakes pushes a small box containing multiple colors and it looks like they are little little nozzled with cans so what we would know is spray paint but they're small about the size of a, a small soda can pushes it up 
you see a little sign that goes up that says 15 gold, and the snake rolls off. He goes, well, apparently that's what you need. Oh, I don't know how to use one of these. He goes, uh, oh, wait, I've seen one of these. He grabs one, shakes it, and you hear the sound of something rattling around inside the can, and he spray paints on this metal wall, waits a moment, and you can see that it is fully dried. Well, isn't that impressive? Yeah, uh, I found these by accident, and, uh, ever since this strange, these snakes have been coming out the woodwork, I've been getting a chance to learn the, this stuff. Apparently this stuff is designed to paint on metal. Oh, excellent. You'll grow to love the snakes. They are incredibly helpful. Yeah, I'm just... I don't know if they have names. I just call them snake. I, I'm still trying to figure out why they keep moving stuff around. Like, it, they're reorganizing my store and more product keeps appearing and I don't understand where it's coming from. Yeah, I wouldn't put too much thought into it. The snakes know what they're doing and they're not going to cause you problems normally. He slowly nods as one of the snakes starts to spray another chemical on the paint, which dissolves it and it wipes it clean and it snakes off. Wow, they even have stuff that removes paint. He will buy his spray paint from the dwarf. Do we need anything else, guys? You said it removes paint? There's also a stuff that they can use to remove paint. You should get that too, just in case. Yeah, he'll do. He'll buy uh, his paint and some uh, paint remover. All right. They bring up a can of paint remover, and it's five gold. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, Snake. The snake seems to ignore you and go about its business. Rude. <laughs> just thinking the same thing. Like, how rude. I just complimented how nice these snakes are, and the snake ignores us. Uh, do we need anything else from here, guys? Look at Fang. Um, does he sell alcohol? I'm sure there's an alcohol store somewhere. Yeah, he doesn't, but he, he would direct you to who does. Let's go do that. Okay. Alright, we'll get you your bottle or two of whiskey. What about the uh, stuff from the tavern that we went to here? That stuff that's like probably moderately flammable? Yeah, no, that stuff had weird algae weirdness to it. We're going to get a re regular alcohol as finds goes and finds whatever actual store there is. As you enter a, another store, the sign above has been powered back on and you see the word commissary. Inside you smell food and drink and you see people are talking, trying to figure out what's what. As one of the machines boots up, you see that it says, you know, alcohol, beverages, things like that. And you see things that say like, Soyweiser, rum, vodka, whiskey. The heck is Soyweiser? Organized rum and whiskey, I don't wanna know. I, I don't particularly feel adventurous today, but I might get a bottle to bring home for later. Follow the signs. All right, so you find a large metal box with a glass front with a bunch of bottles on the inside that you see, you know, a clear liquid, which is just the simple name vodka. You see whiskey, rum, soy wiser. Uh, you see uh, different types of alcohols in different names. I was going to look at Tango. Pick your poison. I would, but it's locked up. You see a keypad with some numbers at that orchestrate with the numbers of the drinks so for for our for our reference basically you're looking at an advanced uh vending machine sure why not let's work the, the newfangled vending machine you push a couple of buttons and you <laughs> distribute or you uh pop out a couple bottles of whiskey and a bottle of soy wiser and a bottle of rum anybody want anything else i'm good i'm good Alright, let's go. Who the ship? As you exit onto the main deck, you notice that the wind has been has died down and there is a strange hum to the world around you. You notice that you can see little flecks of snow hitting something and dispersing into slight water that when it hits the deck it dries up. The deck itself is a, a comfortable temperature. You see the fire belchers have been pulled inside 
and people are able to walk around in standard clothing. You see the ironwood docked there, the wind, the balloon fully filled and it's anchored down. It is by any knowledge of Zeppelins, just a very standard one. To Kalila, it would literally be a large shipping vessel with a balloon and some wings and some rudders strapped to it for control. It's a balloon with a yes. basket. A big, well, it's a balloon with a boat attached to it. Okay. That, that, yeah, a balloon with a boat. On board, the decks are full to the brim with supplies, both metal, raw metal, or clothing, leather, things of that nature that are being sent to other places. The cabin that they provide is very small and really is not comfortable for use during the day. The captain does say that they are doing a direct line for you all straight to the Holy City. They say that, you know, you're more than welcome to walk the deck as much as you want. Kalila wants to go back to the Holy City. As you guys get on board, the three bells chime and the mooring is released, and the ironwood takes flight into the calm sky. While they're either making their way to the room or making their way to the deck, whichever way they are going, or finding the bar, essentially, or a place to sit and crack open the drinks they bought for Faye, she will definitely look at both Faye and Defibulous and go, okay, now that I've been on this airship, I understand why the Murdoch is considered a luxury thing. Yep, looks like a pretty typical freighter. It is the most beautiful ship I have ever seen at the moment. Get me out of this weirdness. <laughs> Kalilo is going to find a nice place to sit down for poor Faye that's quiet and probably a little less foot traffic so they're not talking about all of the extreme weirdness you know just willy nilly like they like to do in the complete open that the voice from the heavens like to mock us at alright so you guys find a, a nice quiet place at the front of the ship where there's the least amount of traffic you guys pull a pull up a barrel to set the bottle on and you can sit on the floor nice and comfortably no one's coming up that way it seems as if most of the crew is more contained concerned with watching where things are going and piloting the ship itself as promised well, i was gonna crack open we'll start with the whiskey why not pour her a glass or a shot or whatever is appropriate hand it over and go where do you want to start the crush on the orc or the what the crap was this i haven't seen this stuff before or the fact that you were shot all right look i'm a librarian i don't do this kind of thing for a living i have a second job picking up information for people um and the most I might do is beat up some guards in order to get it or go sneaking around because I'm not supposed to have that information. The person I'm getting it for isn't supposed to have that information. This is beyond anything I have really ever dealt with. You didn't die, so you're doing good. Thanks. I had the same reaction. I was just a simple cat from a simple forest village and I had never seen any of this stuff before, and I followed a flock of butterflies. Y'all know I follow Desna, in case you weren't aware, I follow Desna. And yeah, I kind of feel the same. I haven't seen this stuff before either. Defibulus is probably the only one who understands what the heck a clockwork something or another is. Yep. Well, I mean, I, I know what clockwork is. I know a lot of things can be clockwork. It's just... That was clockwork on crack. I have never seen anything like that. I've never heard or read about anything like that. Yeah, I had never seen a tree made of corpses either. Faye visibly shudders and gets another shot. <laughs> she goes, well, I don't know why exactly or how exactly we all came together. I followed my god 
Clyde followed his god. Defibulus was running from his brother and somehow decided to join our merry band. And I know you worship somebody. You don't want to say that's fine. But you said you got a note. How'd you get the note? Huh? Did it just appear? No, somebody got locked in the library after hours. I had to show her, her out. I think it was her. And for the first time in a long time, somebody snuck up on me. She she stuck the note in my pocket. Um I <laughs> it sent me somewhere. And that somewhere ended up leading into the institute. At which point I met the rat scholar and was hired. I kind of didn't have a whole lot of say in it. Yeah. When we got to the holy city, we too ran into Nicodemus and kind of got hired. We all have the same kind of trend. Something out of the ordinary happened. For Defibulus, it was his brother, brother betraying everybody and trying to kill his entire family off for the greed of the dragon rifle. I don't remember Clyde's. Something about his family. They're evil people. And him going against his upbringing and wanting to be a paladin and having to go on his way to the holy city to be a paladin instead of doing the normal thing of fighting orcs you get a random old lady who just happens to sneak up on you don't you see a trend you're here for a reason Faye whatever the heck that reason is yeah, no, we're not even going into my dreams. I know I'm here for a reason. I know, I know, I know, but it's... It's kind of heavy for the moment. Talk it out. You get to see a lot of cool things. Better than just being stuck behind a bunch of books and reading about it, isn't it? Let me get back to you on that one. <laughs> well, look at it this way. Eventually, you'll probably get you want to write a book about all this weirdness, and you make a, write a book that's really great, and other people will want to read it. Or a book of how not to get bamboozled on an adventure. That too. Or how, or the way the phrase that you like to say, how not to get had. <laughs> I've definitely been had. I mean, it's not all bad. I mean, I practically have a new family now, so. Yeah, you've become a brother. That's for sure. A short, a short, hairless brother. Defibulous will stop for a moment and try in her language to say hairless brother. <laughs> She'll correct the slight differences, but you probably got it. Yeah, I've been listening to you talk enough. I've been trying to put your language together. Good for you. Need one of those things that like just translates languages for me. Like whatever you did with the book, because that was amazing. Yeah, let's talk about this. Uh, all of a sudden, you're a cleric. You mentioned that in your uh, host battle spiel. Yeah, no, I've, I've never sparked for magic before, and to suddenly have been granted that in the middle of all of this is just. One more straw on the camel's back. Apparently your god likes you a lot. Which is saying something, as we've been... Have you noticed less and less magic in the world, aside from with us? Yeah, well, why me? I don't know. Ask your god. Come to think of it, I haven't directly asked Desno why me either. I just accept it. Hey, Defabulous, why did you go on this? Because people were trying to kill you. Okay, good. Yeah, you got an easy answer. <laughs> right? Well, I mean, the fact that my brother was trying to murder me and kill all the family and then continued to chase me and try to murder you guys too? I don't know if that's easy. Yeah, but it was blowing fun blowing him up on that cannon. Oh, very much so. And kind of sad. I mean, there's no mystery in that either, though. There's... I can't and won't get a straight answer out of my god. I mean, there's the mystery on how my brother came to even be associated with the Bone God, and 
I don't know. It just feels weird that greed would have been the only motivation for him to try to for him to murder the family. Greed or power? Still weird. And uh, the other question is, how did my brother get a wife? I mean, <laughs> you've been harping on that since day one to fifty. Well, I mean, come on now. I mean, there are boxes that have more personality. Boxes of coal that have more personality. Speaking of which, I think she's still out there, and I'm pretty sure she's mad at me. Keep an eye out and make sure there's no angry widows coming after you. But we are literally on the other side of the world at the moment, so you're probably pretty safe until we get back to the Holy City. Maybe. He's, he is also spray working with his turtles and having them pick out colors to spray paint them. Oh, speaking of Bone God, this knife. What about the knife? Yeah, that did something weird when it dealt damage. Uh, weirdly felt like it was growing stronger. Didn't you find that? When did you find that bone knife? About the same time we found the... Found it on one of the dead dwarves under the god's well. It was at the same time you found the uh, book? Yes, same group. You should probably get rid of that knife. Now, the correct way is, do we throw it overboard, which would probably fall and land on someone, and then someone else find it, or we can take it back to the Holy City and give it to them and let them do whatever they do to bad things. We could give it to the Institute, but if it's... That book was a bone god blessing. Did you not say that right? Yes. There's a chance it was blessed by the bone gods. My say is break it or throw it overboard. Now... The only problem with just throwing it overboard would be the same thing as if like, I tossed a stick of dynamite overboard. It's a great idea to begin with until it blows someone up that's not supposed to be there. So we wait until we're over water. Who's going to catch it then? Something that lives in the water. I mean, come on now. Think about that. Think of what we've seen in the water last time we were out on it. Yeah. Yeah. A giant bone hand that took the ship and then dumped us on an island. I don't remember what it did with the ship. And, yeah, by the way, we've been abducted by a giant bone hand in the water. You can add that to your notes. Yeah, that happened. Nicodemus had us go out and help his friend get his boat back. And we had to go find some temple. And on our way, you want to talk about scary things. Try having a giant skeleton hand, larger than a boat, rise out over the ocean and drag you under, and then just wake up on an island that no one's ever been before. My uncle was there. <sighs> I was just gonna face palm for a second. Like, you're right. I'll take back the no one's ever been there before. Like how we got there? Not a clue. But I do yeah. have this crowbar. The rest of the crew was fine, and they had a ship. They just all of a sudden, like... We vanished. Yeah. I don't know where. And then we found, and I'm not kidding you, you would have loved this place. It was a giant personal mansion library. Like, it was somebody's house who liked a lot of books. And there was books on everything. Oh, that weird, decrepit, skeletal, uh, yep. binder person. We found a skeleton that worshipped the bone goddess. And apparently, she blessed them with pretty much immortality. The only downfall is, is eventually your body fails and you just turn into a skeleton. You're still you, just like you are today with all of your regular cognizance. But you're just a skeleton. Just missing a few parts. Or all the parts. Yeah, it does not sound fun. She was very friendly. And eagerly waiting for her goddess to come back. He, sorry, he. Thought it was a girl. Because you had a soft female. Because he was old and decrepit. I mean, okay, that's fair. I mean, I'm old and decrepit, and no one says I have a sweet sounding voice. Fibulous has a sweet sounding voice. My thank you. You're welcome. Wait, who said that? Exactly. <laughs> Just, but how can we help get you over the shock and awe? Because you're, you're going to keep seeing weird things on this journey. It hasn't stopped. Giant bone hands dragging us into the ocean, talking skeletons that are sweet. Although seeing Clyde try and climb up some uh, really bad dick trees like he was a child was funny. I'm sure it was. Oh, I wish I'd seen that. 
It was funny. It was like he was in a play. Or fall into that jello tree. And then in the cursed swamp, the I apparently got mind controlled by something. And then there was a jello tree. It was a tree that literally had the consistency of jello, right? And when you accidentally became engulfed into it, it really made you sick. So watching a paladin try not to puke his guts out was hilarious for about five minutes. Man, just let it come up. Seriously, better out than in. Yeah, I mean, at that point. But what I'm trying to say is, is it's only gonna get continue. I don't want to say worse, because I don't know which is worse. This ghost spirit thing with this gun or the rat stuff that we've seen, or I, I don't know. I think the curse swamp is still worse in my opinion, but you get my point. It hasn't ended. I do, I do. I just... I didn't know the extent of it. And I think now that I know, I'll probably be able to deal with it at some point. Look at it this way. You got us. Yep. God's help me. <laughs> oh, come on. We're not that bad. We didn't let you die. No, you know, you did not. <laughs> And we can teach you how to blow stuff up really well. I mean, I'm coming around to this blowing this stuff up. I wasn't a big fan of it, mostly because of how loud it is. As she points to her cat ears. Okay, okay, you just... Ears. You're gonna have to give me space on that one. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll, I'm sure I will come around one day. Oh, Kalila. Hmm? Could you imagine what we could have done with the C4 stuff with that to that brick house? Oh, man. But it didn't make a difference. Well, it blew up everything in the house and all their weaponry in the house and made a really big crater. It did, but it didn't do anything to the skeleton soldiers. Blew them up. You know what we need to do is figure out how what's been going on since we've been one on the way to Godspell and then how long were we even down there? Not a clue. You have a good sense of time, Faye? Long enough to lose my mind. I mean, that uh, be a short or a long trip on that one. So, what is the decision on what you're going to do with the bone knife? Are you going to keep it? Are you going to chuck it overboard? Or what's the plan? Either break it or pitch it. I still feel very strongly about that. If it's possibly blessed by the bone god, who knows? Maybe he's following us with it. Or spying on us. I say get a lockbox, throw it in there, lock it, and get to the holy city and have them do their holy nonsense to it. Well, technically, bag of holdings create pocket dimensions, so you could throw it in there, and as long as you don't use it, if it is being tracked, it wouldn't be trackable at that point. Tell you what, Faye. She'll pull out Calamity. I'll trade you. No, I don't think so. Just give me a minute. Oh, I can teach you how to use firearms. <laughs> Faye's gonna pull it out and uh, turn inward and ask for guidance. So, as you look inward and you begin to focus in on the knife to get a solution. You just feel the rush of water around the knife. Either I'm supposed to give it a bath or throw it overboard. I'm not really into bathing my knives. Kalila will just wait patiently. Faye's just gotta stand up and throw it over like like he would a throwing knife and just throw it overboard and sit back down and take another shot. Kalia will actually pour herself a shot and salute to that choice and take one with her. Okay, look, I couldn't hit with it for anything in that last fight. See? It's just a bad knife. Cursed, man. Hours slowly pass as you all sit on the deck. This flight is 
very calm. There's not a cloud in the sky. You can see the mass expanse of water, and you see off in the distance just hints of mountains that just reach out into the cloud line. I need a perception check from everyone. Mm, 31. 39. 33. As you stare off into the uh, the, the expanse of the horizon and you can just feel that warm breeze as the sun is slowly setting things start to get dark very quickly the clouds start to circle around overhead and suddenly the ironwood is completely encompassed by thick black clouds as you stare off into the distance you see what looks like a bony hand pulling itself out as you see blood red eyes staring out at you and then the body pulls its other arm up and you now see clearly a massive black skeleton it reaches behind as reaching for something and you see a massive sword serrated on one side dripping with black miasma as it comes hurtling down onto the ironwood slicing through the balloon as if it was nothing through the deck and straight down you see black fire encompass everything burning it into Ash, you have no time to react, but you must decide on what you're going to do now. Fabulous. Well, this thing's gonna fall like a sack of potatoes. Get the parachute things. Yep, time to leave. You will take those out and disperse the parachutes. Not again, not again, not again, as she's trying to scramble to get those parachutes on them. Roll dexterity to get the stuff on. 18. Great. 27 for me. As you equip them, you are able to jump overboard as quick as the blade just cuts through where you were sitting. The ironwood ship just slowly ashes as you are plummeting straight towards open water. The water below you is dark purple, and there is something down there swimming in the water. You are now in a complete free fall. What would you guys like to do? Pull the cords. Yeah, Defibulous will yell to pull the cords, and he's also yelling, "This is absolutely amazing!" You, as she's you know falling and screaming at him, being, oh, "Of course you would find this amazing!" I am never getting on an airship ever again. She's yanking her cords. As you pull the cords, these shoots open up, and you guys are jerked upwards for just a moment, and then you are starting to just slowly fall to the to. O- open ocean above you you can still hear the screams of the dwarves that are being burned alive as it sounds like hellfire above you the cloud around is still darkened as the skies are blacked out Kalila's actually trying to make sure that none of the debris is falling on them as it's getting hit by the flames it is just instantly ashing that is how hot that fire is I think we made the bone god angry, and in retrospect, I still don't believe it was because we tossed the dagger overboard. Nice. Let me get back to you on that. <laughs> As you guys hit water, all of a sudden something jumps up and swallows all three of you whole. I'm gonna roll perception check on the inside of this mouse. Same here, what the hell just ate us? Go ahead. 37. Kalila? I'm mathing. Meanwhile, I'm pulling my dagger out of my boot and casting light on it. I mean, that's a smart move that I didn't think about. 34. Defibulous Kalila, once Faye lights up her knife, as you look around, you would recognize the inside of a fish's mouth, except much, much larger. 
you could feel as you are uh, swimming deeper and deeper, there is air down here. Do you think these are the giant koi defibulous? Maybe, but there is something definitely fishy about this. <laughs> yes. Very fishy indeed. I actually... Hold on. I do have speak with animal. Ha! Take that, druids! Kalila's gonna go over and put, like, find a, I don't know, a place like a cheek and see if she can talk to the koi. As you reach out and touch the koi's cheek, tooth, tongue, thing. I mean, I'm standing on it. Yeah. It gives you, it doesn't speak per se, but you can see an image and it is looking up through water, rippling, flowing water. And you can see Defibulous, yourself and Clyde staring down at it. It is swimming around in its little pond and then you disappear from its sight. A few moments pass and there's this strange rumbling sensation and it is looking around scared and then it sees an opening and it swims out into the mass expanse of the Niratova Sea. And it is happy as it swims with its friend off into the deep waters. Oh, every everyone, if they're watching Kalila, is going to see her ears just perk straight up and she just has the happiest smile on her face. And she goes, it is the koi! Defibulous, this is the koi we saved! Is it? Yeah, it just showed me a memory of you, me, and Clyde saving it from that temple. It remembers us. We should name it. Let's find out. Does the koi have a name? It does not have a name. What should we call him? Faye, um, any ideas? Just for reference, we... We got sent on a wild goose chase to a temple that had a sword that was a red crystal sword, and when you picked it up, the, the slapping fish sword, you remember, yes? Or hearing about it? I remember hearing about that. I would call this fish Jonah. Jonah? Alright. Alright, Jonah. Thanks for saving us. And not swallowing. A few, what feels like, minutes later... You feel Jonah start to swim upwards and his mouth opens up. You're in something that is dilapidated and damaged and you see a few wires sparking and it lets you out to what it believes is safety. In the last minutes of its connection, it says that the, the mermaid once said that this is a safe place. Lila will nod and go, thanks for giving us a safe place. It nods as it slowly sinks into the water. Bye, fish. Looking around, this is a white, what used to be a white room. You see now has been overrun by wild, uh, wild sea life. You see a few squids or a few octopuses dive into the water and there are scallops and other small sea creatures that have made their home here. On the door, you see, welcome to the Miranda. Then there's an alarm and you hear, alert, alert. Look at the fibulous. Intruder detected. De intruder detected. Releasing gas. There's a hissing sound as the room fills with a slightly pink mist. And you all just slowly fall asleep. We are ending this week's episode here. The storyteller slowly closes the book looking at us he gives us a slow nod until next time me friends may the dice gods bless 
your every roll. We here at What the Dice would like to thank Paizo for creating Pathfinder, Epidemic Sound for our music, as well as Sirenscape for our sound effects. If you would like to reach out to us, you can do so on Facebook at What the Dice Pod, Twitter at What the Dice Pod, and of course email WhatTheDicePod at gmail.com. And if you liked our little adventure, please share us with your friends and rate and review us. 